Welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Trahune. Joining me for the first time on the program is Katie Hannigan. Katie, how are you? Hi. I'm so great to be here. I'm wearing my Indiana shirt. Oh, yeah. Isn't this great? My mom sent it to me. So Did she buy it at a local it. Cracker Barrel? Because I find I'm that sure Cracker Barrel did. always has a shirt of the state that you're currently in. Oh, yes. They have so much. They have mm-hmm. so much. I love it. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being on the show, Katie. We... Uh, caught up and by that I mean I guess met right before we turned our mics <laughs> on here yes. uh, it, it, rarely do I have somebody on that I just met but there's a first time for everything we you're from yes. Indianapolis and mm-hmm. you live in New York now right yes that's right I know well we know each other from the internet I know which and... is weird I, and that's I do count that where like we air quotes knew each other yes. but uh First time speaking, and that I was going to say face to face, but this doesn't count either. So no, it doesn't. It's screen to screen. I know. Mm-hmm. I I love meeting. I love um. You know, I love my indie people, and there's like a small enclave of Indianapolis comedians here in New York. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, like once in a blue moon, we will get a new one, and I always feel excited because I I'm like now there's seven. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's David Letterman, and then a few other people. So yes, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you are going to be here in Indianapolis soon and you're going back on the road on tour. So yeah. let's, and you have a, a YouTube special. Let's plug all that before we get into our topic yes. today. I have a YouTube special. It's called feeling of emptiness. You can just search Katie Hannigan on YouTube feeling of emptiness. It's a full hour of my, um, previous 11 years, uh, doing standup comedy. And I filmed it in 2021 Mm -hmm. so there is a slight bit of covid material just in the first minute and then it just goes Mm -hmm. and then it's evergreen after that but i'm really proud of it and i would love it if everybody could check it out it got actually named one of the top 10 albums of the entire year by the intero bang which is a random blog but still hey you got named on some we're all trying to get on Mm -hmm. some kind of list so that's the dream congratulations thank you and then you're you're on tour as well. Uh, yes. So yes, what, what, where are you gonna where are you gonna be? I'm going to I'm gonna be in Indianapolis on, on August 11th, performing mm-hmm. at the Guggenheim House Brewery. I think I'm gonna hopefully release some extra tickets. So if people want to check that out, if it's sold out, try to come see me the following weekend at the Helium, where I'll be opening for my friend and lover and mm-hmm. roommate Mike Vecchione. So we'll be there from the 17th, 18th, 19th. And then you can check out the rest of my dates on um, my website, katiehannigan.com or linktree.com slash katiehannigan. Excellent. And I, uh, before we turned our mics on here and I was talking to you, I watched your uh, uh, Stephen Colbert late night set. So, oh my gosh. Applause break city on that thing. Yes, I know. It ended up being like seven and a half minutes long. I, I remember being like, oh, my God, this feels like it's taking way longer than it should. Because <laughs> I was watching, so. you know, I've submitted, uh, never got on anything. I'm not fucking bitter. Mm-hmm. No, uh, but it's <laughs> you submit and you're like, every show is different. Like, oh, we want four and a half or we, we want three and a half. But I do. I think Colbert will tend to, hey, he'll let you stretch a little bit, which I appreciate. Well, you know, I had a kind of interesting experience um, with that booking where I had submitted actually uh, a different set and had a different set approved. And that set was much tighter. It was about a Mm -hmm. five minute set. And they asked me to change it at the last minute. So um, which is always good for performance. Oh, no, it's (laughs) great. Yeah. You want to have the rug pulled out from under you. You know, so you like to perform with a sense of surprise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't even remember ever timing it out properly. So yeah, no, it was, it was a good set. So while you're on Thank YouTube you. looking at, at a Katie special, uh, I'm sure when you give her a Google, that'll be one of the things that pops up. Cause that's how I found it. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for watching. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's step into our confession booth, Katie. Cause uh, I've, this is regular series here on the field trip, but if you're unfamiliar, we're about to do some confessions. I take to Twitter. Uh, there's an account called at Fesshole where people tweet in their anonymous confessions. And just so you know, these are UK based 
dear listener. So if you hear people talking about the loo or the tube or some stuff where we might have to translate Katie, cause I have okay. not pre-screened these. I should. Cause I've sometimes I scroll through Twitter and find really good ones, but they tweet out so many <laughs> that uh, they get buried, but let's, let's jump yeah. right into our confessions and see. Uh, this one says, if people ask what I thought of a film, I'll always say I enjoyed it, but I thought it was just a little too long. I've no idea what this means, really, but I hear read it regularly in film reviews. So it seems like the thing to say. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's I a great one. I just like to say, you know, I found I found it a little racist, actually. <laughs> Schindler's List. Never saw it, but. That's the thing is I, I own Schindler's List and I have never watched it yet. Uh, I It was a, a not, I guess, not a rare thing, but I, I got drunk, which <laughs> getting drunk okay. for me is a rare occasion. But mm -hmm. I got on like the, uh, was it the AFI top 100 films? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was probably, I was trying to be more pretentious, but more like learned in my film mm. uh <laughs> yeah. viewing and i was like yes. so i think i ordered like the first the top 10 so the godfather was on there a bunch oh, yeah. of other ones and so i own it but i just have never seen it and i'm it's like one of those movies yeah. probably where you'd watch it and then you get so many other references like if you watch citizen kane you get a yes. lot of other simpsons stuff you know like yeah 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 schindler's list i say save it for a date save it for a first date <laughs> <laughs> Come back to my place. I've got a copy of Schindler's List on DVD, but no, it is a bummer. It's kind of a, a kind of a sad one. Yeah, like my my wife and I, we I think we I don't know that we were married, and it wasn't a date per se, but it was like a movie that we watched together. It was uh, Spotlight. Mm, the I uh, seen it. It's the it's about uh, in Boston, the Boston Globe uh, Catholic molestations thing, oh. and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, what a it's a great movie. Yeah. I was just talking with somebody yesterday yeah. about, but it, about the movie. I'm like, that's a great movie, but it's hard to say that when it's like about a subject matter like that. It's not like yes. if you're like, yeah. Kill Bill's Riveting. great, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. Can I do my own confession? I'll do a confession because I used to be, um, I was a tour guide. That was one of my many day jobs in New mm -hmm. York. And I was always kind of trying to figure out ways to get more tips, you mm -hmm. know? I would do like private tour guides. So I would be with like, sometimes it would be like a bus of people or sometimes it would just be like a family. But, you know, I would kind of like try to be everybody's friend. And then, you know, I wouldn't even really get that good of tips just being nice. So mm -hmm. I started kind of like, I would be like, oh, the babies will be coming along any day now, you know, <laughs> like referencing. But the, the best tip I ever got, and this, then I was like, oh, I'm really onto something. I took a group of Australian people. We went to the 9-11 memorial and I had been with them the entire day and they were just kind of annoying. And then finally, I just at the 9-11 memorial, I just couldn't take it. Mm -hmm. And so I pretended to get offended by something that they said. And um, and they tipped me four hundred dollars. Wow. That's like, that's wow. a lot. Of, now, what, what did they say that would have uh, offended you? Do you remember? I I remember, I kind of can't remember, but they said something that was a slight critique of the, either the Freedom Tower mm -hmm. or the, the, there's like two pools, you know? So I think they said like, maybe they said the Freedom Tower, they thought that we would want to like, instead leave the space bare to show that like, you know, we don't have any, any kind of need to prove ourselves. Yeah. And I was just like, well, you know, a lot of people died here and <laughs> yeah, and we cannot make light of that. And I think we should just support. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember what I said, but, uh, you know, it was something it was something where it was like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, whatever. They were making annoying comments like that about the entire city. And I could have, you know, I could have chosen to get annoyed in Little Italy. But mm -hmm. instead, I felt the 9-11 memorial, which, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful memorial. And mm -hmm. Rest great gift shop there. i'll say that much the love the gift shop the, love the bathroom it's always weird i when you know you go on the road or whatever and whatever thing you go to they always have gift shop because i get you got to keep the lights on and all yes. that but <laughs> it's been a while since i've been to the 9-11 thing it's uh if you if you really want to know it was the new york new jersey wrestlemania whenever year that was <laughs> 
and we stopped yeah. uh we stopped in at the 9-11 thing but i was like i can't believe they have a a gift shop and i don't i mean yeah. i don't know it's like one of those you never forget but i'm also like do you need a shirt that says that you know but yeah yeah, yeah. what to right, each their right. own i guess I know. Well, the 9-11 Memorial, I used to go there all the time because, you know, I would be tour guiding, taking mm-hmm. people there. And baby boomers love to tell you where they were. They love yeah. to recount their experience, um, you know, it, getting stuck in traffic uh, on that day. And um, and it's kind of funny just even being there because like a lot of people come and a lot of people bring their kids. So it's like it is a really somber place where you're like, like really reliving a tragedy and thinking about what happened to all these people. And then there will be like a kid like falling down, screaming, you know, yeah. or just like running two kids running by. You're like, what, what's happening here? Like scream, you know? uh, spilling Cheerios all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do remember where I was nine 11. I'm turning into a boomer right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was like six or eight taking the I step, which you're familiar with. You went to Indiana school. Yes, so it's Indiana yes, standardized testing. It. And they're yeah, like, uh, uh, the, the, the towers or whatever got hit. And I'm, and I think sixth grade, I was like, I don't even know what that is, but it's one of those weird things where they're like, this is a tragedy. Let's bring in that TV. So everybody can, you, you can really etch <laughs> this into your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. I remember, of course, I remember where I was too. And I, but I remember not even think just thinking it was a plane accident Yeah, and kind of not even really realizing well even we're like watching it on tv and i was just like you know um i hope i'm not late for my play practice yeah it's like when my mom watches tv and whenever a president regardless of who it is will come on she's like i'm trying to watch young sheldon over here and this asshole (laughs) wants to come on and talk about whatever (laughs) yeah the covid (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah she's she's not a denier or anything like that but she just really loves her stories yes oh we (laughs) all do we all do do not come between me and my stories. And it's something I've seen eight times, but uh, I need to watch it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, now, you mentioned being a, a tour guide in New York. What's that process like? Were you going through a company or how does that work? Well, there is like a pretty rigorous um, license that you have to get. So you have to take a 250 question exam. And if you if you get I think I only missed like 11 questions. So I got mm-hmm. an extra special tour star on my license and then I worked for a few different companies I did walking tours which were fine you know Mm -hmm. it's just like kind of hurting hurting European people through like Times Square and they're just in the middle of the street taking photos you're like please spend like you're something's gonna happen you're gonna die Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went to a private tour company which was um much more stressful because people it was just like me you know, sometimes it was just me with a family for like three days in a row. Yeah. You're almost and a nanny. Just, like, Yeah. And that's when I started really kind of, you know, coming up with, you know, doing improv, as I called it, because, you know, I had to just like keep myself engaged somehow. Mm-hmm. So but I would tell people tons of stories. I'd be like, oh, I'm planning my wedding. <laughs> I can't wait. You know, meanwhile, yeah. I was like single at the time. But, you know what? You have to do what you have to do. You come up with a story to get through the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, now that was that you had to learn all the questions. So you grew up in Indiana, but then you moved out to New York. So like you mm-hmm. had to like learn some stuff before you could be look, sound like a native, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I moved to New York in 2008. Okay. So I've been here for a long time and I got my tour guides license in 2016. So okay, I had already, so you had some I had time. Yeah, I had been here for a while, but I did really learn like I I just went on like a lot of tours to familiarize myself. I I did train with a couple other tour guides, which is hilarious because then I remember one company I was working for, you have to um, you know, you would like do a tour and they would watch you, but you, there's so many names and all these um, you know, all these different people. And I would kind of like forget the names. And then I would just say, you know, you know, somebody else, like whatever name came to my mind. There's the Dag Dag Hammerskoid Plaza. He's like a UN embassy who died in a plane crash. And I remember I like couldn't think of it. And I was like, and his name was Sonny Bono. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, that wasn't, did you think that that was Sonny Bono who died in the plane crash, (laughs) who was in the embassy in the UN? (laughs) 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, nah, I was just making sure you're on your toes. See, yeah. there's a test yeah. at the end. So, and then, then they like, just let you go out into the world. And it's like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just like misinforming people from, you know, from like Singapore. I'm, I'm like, here, I'm like our 18th president, Andrew Dice Clay. Um, <laughs> he uh, didn't care for the Indians. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Native Americans <laughs> yeah. rather. Yeah. Uh, that, that is interesting. I did, uh, when I think about it, I've done, I did the a tour of Boston when I did the Boston comedy festival. Cause one of the comics mm. gave mm-hmm. tours and it's, they, they did the tri-corner hat. They did the whole, okay. right. They're going to okay. ride and let That's people fun. know that the British are coming type deal, mm-hmm. uh, which I, it just seems like a pain in the ass, but also kind of cool to just be walking around in that garb, you know? Yes. Yeah. Although I would love it. I think I would love to walk around New York city as a wench, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Puritan woman just shouting and calling people a witch, you know, or like the scarlet letter. Oh yeah. You. <laughs> we, uh, we did a, a ghost tour too, producer wife and I in Asheville. Ooh, that's fun. That's so fun. that we love ghost stuff. We love all that stuff, but it was a fun way to see it. And I think the lady had a lantern, uh, you know, like a ghost or whatever. So that was, that would be fun to just improv and be like, what is, what is that uh, glowing orb you have? And it's a smartphone <laughs> or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love anything set in like olden times. So it's fun. Like Connor yeah. Prairie. I remember loving that. Mm. That's the thing here in Indianapolis, like one of those, what would you call it? Uh, um, It's like a historical uh, reenactment town. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I've never been. That's the thing is there's things in Indy that I've never done that everybody talks about. It's mm-hmm. like I've never been to the Indy 500, mm. but it's it, I imagine it's like uh, medieval times, but not as fun. Yes. <laughs> but different I, time period. <laughs> yes. Yes. I remember going. Well, first of all, I think they have a really great gingerbread exhibit there every year at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And people make these like massive, incredible like gingerbread castles. Mm hmm. But I remember going when I was little and my brother, you know, my brother was just kind of, we we're like looking around in a house and a woman came out of nowhere and like scolded us, you know, mm-hmm. like in character. <laughs> yeah, there's always something I went to school for theater and it's always like very triggering when someone refuses to kind of like come out of character in that yeah. way. <laughs> You're like, goody so. fair child, please just tell us where the bathroom is. I need to <laughs> charge my phone. And... Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do another confession. This one says when family visit and bring wine, it's always shit as they have awful taste. So I'll serve them a glass of whatever they brought whilst drinking something much nicer of the same color and avoiding questions on whether I like the one they brought, lest I end up uh, with it for Xmas. So (laughs) they're doing the old switcheroo. They'd ask me the wine. I'd be like, I thought it was a bit too long, like that previous movie confession. (laughs) I don't know anything about wine. so. Yes, I know. I don't I don't think I can actually tell if wine is cheap or good. I think it's kind of impossible. I'm like, it tastes it tastes kind of like wine to me. It just mm-hmm. all kind of tastes bad. So, yeah, I you know, I'm a, uh, you would I was a former Catholic. So you drink the wine there. And of course, I don't know. How, yes. did you, Mass like, wine, church wine. It was like, I don't even like this. And I remember I was telling producer wife this. And uh, about how the how communion works, because she wasn't Catholic. And I was like, yeah, we all drink from like the same three cups and they wipe Isn't it and that... turn it. And Crazy, I was like, right. Ugh. In hindsight, like, I, I know this is what you think is the blood of Christ. That That's your prerogative. But I'm like, can we get it's... some Dixie cups in here or something? Yeah, it's the herpes of the town. It's not the blood of Christ. I remember also, too, when you after you do your first communion, you're like eight and you're like, I'm going to get the wine. I think I'm going to treat myself like, <laughs> it like is, stop letting yeah. me have a sip of the wine. Get it's the And I know some churches will uh, like the if they want legal weed, they'll be like, this is part of the sacrament. And it, <laughs> it is weird. Like, oh, you could yeah. just have booze, alcohol, but no weed. Yeah, the breath of Christ. Let's all take a puff. Uh, Puff, puff, Passover. So, (laughs) yes. Um, Have you ever gotten a gift? Are you you ever gotten a gift? And as soon as you open it, you know, that's a goodwill trip. Oh, absolutely. But you know what I do? I actually, this is a good confession. I have a big bag. It's not over here, but I have a giant bag. If I get any gifts that I don't like, I just put it in the bag Mm -hmm. and then I rotate it around. And then th- that person, I give them another gift from the bag. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you gave it's... me a shit gift and now you get whatever somebody else gave. 
Yeah. You, my mom would do that. Whereas usually, uh, some kind of candle. She just have a cabinet of candles. Yes. I love, I love it. I love a candle cupboard. I I do. I show this not lit right now, but I have a lilac lilac candle. That's a podcasting ritual as I, I light a candle, set the mood. I like good smells. Oh, I Mm -hmm. love it. Yes. Um, let's, let's jump into another confession. I use a well-known dating site. I'm average looking and live in the arse end of nowhere. That's how you can tell it's not from here, Katie. The arse end of nowhere. <laughs> I change my location to London and then get lots of interest. It's a numbers game. I imagine I'm an Adonis and then delete matches. Sorry, ladies. A man has to dream. So he just, Aww. he probably wants to feel like uh, there's little interest. In, and, you know, we all want to be wanted. Why don't you just take a trip up to London for some tail? A little weekend tail trip. A little strange, yeah. Yeah. The arse end of nowhere. I I feel like that must be in like the Scottish Highlands or something. That's what I'm picturing. Like a Duncan MacLeod kind of. (laughs) Yeah, it's like uh, maybe it's a small town where it's like uh, I've already tried to date the women that I am willing. So I got to get on the app. I've already dated Peggy. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's tough out there. The, I mean, the dating apps. I'm in a relationship for five years now, so thank God. I can't imagine. That's the only way to meet people right now anyway. You can't even meet somebody out at a bar because it's like, that's just, I mean, that's terrifying. That's not. That's a killer at this point. You only yeah. meet on apps. Yeah, you listen to enough true crime stuff and you realize, uh, oh, I was about to be human trafficked. Not me, <laughs> but the people. I don't know that anybody's trying to human traffic me, but... <laughs> but it's yeah even it's like you gotta i i was listening a true crime thing and this girl got abducted but she had like a a binder that she made of here's all my passwords to everything and i'll share my location the whole time and as a guy i'm like yeah i get hey i'll be here uh you know in case i don't come back but i was telling you know producer wife that she's like yeah that's what women have to put up with is strange (laughs) men maybe abducting you you know yeah being like i have a i have a a record i have a paper trail stay away gary yeah i cause a scene at every place we go so people can be like i remember that lady (laughs) what an asshole (laughs) yeah that's the that's what karens are doing that's Mm -hmm. what they're doing now you you mentioned your your boot up as uh, as yes. I say, uh, <laughs> you you met via comedy. You didn't meet on an app or anything. We did meet through yes. So I think that's the only other place that you can meet someone. I think work. Mm-hmm. You know, we met at we met at work, and that's also nice because you get a feel for. Sometimes when you meet people on the app, I do think like I've noticed this happening and heard from girlfriends like you meet somebody you're like wow he's really nice and then like seven months into the relationship you're like I don't think he has friends I don't know that he has a community or you know Mm -hmm. you meet one of his friends and they're strange and you're like am I with uh, who is this person you know so it's nice yeah when you when you have a work work relationship you're like is he creepy you know you can verify yeah how did you meet your spouse uh, one of the apps. So that's how we oh, met. Yeah. We, t- we told people we met on a sh- at a show because that's how we met. Mm. Uh, but it was it was the apps. And now it's kind of a normal thing to say that. But for a yeah. while, it was like we met at a show. You know, yes, just like, you I know. remember those old days when you were just like, you know, coming up with a tall tale for your friends. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was he pulled me from a burning building. <laughs> <laughs> we reached for the same baguette. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Panera. <laughs> yeah. Um, is is that an interesting dynamic for you and your boyfriend? You said Mike, right? Mm-hmm. No, I don't mm-hmm. know him. I know his name, but yes. I don't know him. Is that an interesting dynamic? Because you guys are in the same uh, career and we all mm-hmm. want to get ahead. Have you guys, has that been a source of tension for you guys? No, not so much. One thing that I think does help is that we have a little bit of an age gap. Mm -hmm. So the age gap, I think, has helped it. We're just kind of at different points in our career Mm -hmm. overall. So that's nice. But, you know, we try to really be intentional about celebrating each other, celebrating each other's successes. And also, you know, we like to do we like to do projects together. So we have like a whole little sketch series that we've done of like just, um, you know, husband and wife stuff around the house or like mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, that type of stuff. And that actually has, has been something really 
that's that's been a long time coming because we tried to do shit together during the pandemic and it was like fights were ensuing. Yeah, but <laughs> so. that, that I think that was the pandemic in general. We yeah. we got married in 2019. Okay. And then pandemic struck in March and our life was I'm gone half the week doing the road mm-hmm. or whatever. So mm-hmm. then we didn't say it verbally, but we've said it since then of like, I don't know how this is going to go. You know, like, <laughs> of course, we love each yeah. other and like each yeah. other. But I think everybody was like, oh, I got to be around this person all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was that was a tough one. But, but we made it through. We made it through. So, yeah, but yeah I think like people are like, oh, is it annoying? Like living with another comedian? It's like, if anything, I'm the annoying one. But we, we know we just are like. We're goofing off. We're mm-hmm. running bits. We're doing all that annoying stuff. And we just love it. It's like we've created our own little tiny comedy world in here. And it's all it's kind of great. I'm like, you know what? I feel like I could have a baby because I am killing it every night in front of mm-hmm. the only audience member that I care about. So, yeah, good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's because uh, my my wife, she likes that I do comedy, but I've ne- I'd never accidentally find her watching comedy. She, you know, I'd never <laughs> stumble and be like, what is this? Yeah. Why are you watching Tom Segura? <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought you were yeah. my gal, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's too many of us. Yeah, for sure. I, the people be like, did you see so-and-so's? I'm like, nope, I don't even know what you're about to say. I did not see it. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Unless it was your special on YouTube, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In which case, please watch Feeling of Emptiness available now. Uh, another confession. I sometimes send a photo of my unflushed shit to my house uh, WhatsApp chat, feigning anger <laughs> and accusing one of my housemates <laughs> of leaving it in the bathroom. It always causes arguments and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's just fun. That's just good, clean fun. Good, yeah. dirty fun. Yeah. That's hilarious. Who who left this? Because it, no, it's... <laughs> It's not like a painting where you could tell, oh, that was Ricky's brush strokes. You know, it was, it's that I, I do like to, yeah. I I love a prank. I do love a prank. Um, Love a prank. Have you, have you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, I used to work at a preschool and we love to do pranks around the preschool. And one, one of my best ones, I thought somebody had a birthday so we had like a big chocolate cake that was in the break room for everybody mm-hmm. and I took a piece of the chocolate cake and I put it in a, in a like a spare diaper and I put it <laughs> kind of in the corner and it was just fun to just watch everybody be, oh my god you know yeah. ew, ew. <laughs> so it's got icing <laughs> ew, yeah what did he eat <laughs> You send it to the daycare WhatsApp or the school WhatsApp and be like, who's yeah. shitting this diaper over here? Yeah, who did this? But, <laughs> you know, it was like pretty convincing because there were other times. I remember we had a little gym area. We had a trampoline. And I remember we were all bouncing on the trampoline at one point And someone was just like, what's that? And it was just like a hard turd just bouncing on the trampoline with the kids. Uh, and, and that was, uh, of course, a child shit, right? And it, yeah, and it, but it was a firm it's like, how do you, how do you, how did he get that out? So uh, do you think it was old or do you think no. it was new? And it was like, I, I'm hurting thinking about that. I think that somebody dropped it out while they were on the trampoline. And I later found out who it was. Oh, but it's okay. so funny. We were like, is that a brownie? <laughs> what could <laughs> this be? What could this be? He's shaking it out of his pant leg, like red from uh Shawshank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Let's uh let's jump to another confession. Every few weeks I create a fake dating app profile to check if my ex is on there. Ooh. I use it f- uh for 5 minutes until I find him and then delete it. It's pathetic but it brings me a sense of relief to know he's still single too. Oh wow. Ooh, this is a toxic behavior and I I cannot be enough behind it. Uh-huh. This is the type of stuff when you're going through a breakup, you're like, I know that I'm acting unhinged right now, but mm-hmm. I will not stop. Yeah. This person's making burner accounts Oof. to check up on, on so-and-so. Oh, you got to check in. I mean, don't. this is why you should never give, you don't give someone your password unless you are fully married because mm-hmm. this person would be abusing it. Oh she yeah, would be checking up your and... stuff right now. I'm I'm assuming it's a woman. 
Uh, it d- they didn't indicate which, but it could be. Uh, sense of relief yeah. knowing he's still single too. So uh, it could be a woman or a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Checking up on. I don't know that I've I've done that per se, and I never had a huge breakup where I wish somebody ill. Thankfully, because that I think that would just wear on me. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. good to harbor resentment to somebody yeah. like that. You know. Absolutely. I had a breakup where. I I ran into the guy like every week for like three months. It was like he would be the reader at an audition that I was mm-hmm. at or just like on the street. I was like, it's like, how is this? It wasn't like going over to like a mutual friend's house or something. It would just be like on the streets of Midtown Manhattan. He would mm-hmm. just be like coming towards me. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, you need space for the healing process. Now, did would you... You probably the first encounter you acknowledged maybe, hey, hello, yeah, let me slide yeah. past you. But by yeah. number eight, were you like, oh, God, yeah, I'm like, you're following me. Yeah. Well, we did share locations with each other and you didn't change that. So <laughs> yes. here we are. Oh, my God. Yeah. To make a fake. That's all I've never to, to make like a fake. I don't even want to make a regular profile for me on anything. I know it's a lot of admin. It's a lot of admin, but I've definitely been there at a point in a breakup where you're like, you kind of feel yourself starting to do a little psycho shit. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to go a hundred miles an hour. Let's do it. Love. I mean, that's why there's a crime of passion because the, even the courts are like, yeah, love makes you do weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote a few Bukowski style novels in my thirties before giving up due to lack of success. Looking mm-hmm. back, I'm lucky they were never published. I'd have been <laughs> rightly canceled hard <laughs> and have some terrible things hanging around my neck the rest of my days. Now, I, yeah. I don't know that you've been writing books, uh, Katie. I don't know you that well, but you probably looked at your old stand up and been like, I'm glad this is a private YouTube video now or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I had some old tweets that uh, in retrospect, I'm looking back and saying, you know what? I never had anything that I think would have been cancelable, but Mm -hmm. in retrospect, I look back and say, you know what? Like, is that the type of person that I want to be edgy? You know, like, Oh, I'm so edgy, but it's like, no, you're just an asshole. And you're like belittling people like, Mm-hmm. it's not edgy you're just you're just a fucking dick yeah I've yeah. I've had those two where you look back and you're like oh I'm I'm at like it's it's already a group that was already catching enough shit and let me pile on just so and I know that's not what it's what's in my heart now or then but you're mm-hmm. like I just try to make something happen for me you know like <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I need a I need a reaction and and at that point I didn't care what it what it was and then in hindsight you're like why would I make somebody that's already catching enough shit uh the butt of a joke anyway that it, nobody absolutely. thinks that's fun or cool and when you ha- when you, I think when you get to a good place in your life you're like oh I want to be kind I also, I used to do those roast battles like years ago when everyone was doing them and those are Mm -hmm. still online and you know, it's nothing, it's nothing on there that I would be like, Oh my God, that's going to get me canceled. But it's like at at a certain point, it's like, Oh, I I was doing that kind of for fun and for joke writing, but it's like, that was some mean shit. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm, I love a roast because I love to be mean. Like, yes, me too. Me too. As long as, Hey, we have, we've agreed Yes. That we're going to be had shitty coffee before. <laughs> yeah. We're best friends. Yeah. That was also what kind of made it fun. Cause it was like, Oh, you get to like, you, you tell me a secret. I'll tell you a secret. Like how will you use it against me? Mm-hmm. And then I'll never forget it. And I'll yeah. bring it up. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, it will become my, um, my one core insecurity. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, was it you that you were on succession? Oh yes, I was. You did, yeah, because I—that's a show that I rarely am I up on a on TV. It's I'm watching Mad Men at the time of this recording, because I <laughs> oh, like yes. I I heard it was a yeah. good show, and I'm I but I saw that you were on an episode of Succession. Uh, yes. So can you tell me about that? Um. Well, I actually cannot talk about it because no? of the strike. Oh, that's that? true. Yeah. So I will be um 
banned. I'll be okay. banned from the um, the Screen Actors Guild. However, if anyone wants to listen to me t- do a tell-all, you can go to my podcast, Lady mm-hmm. Journey. In a past episode, I did talk about it. We don't plug other shit on that. No. Uh- I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish the- I could tell you, but they that was one of the things they said. You can't promote any. Um- oh, for sure. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you're sticking to that because- I think we should. I'm not a member, but if I mm-hmm. was, if I was, I'd be like, I'm not telling you a goddamn thing, you know? Yes, I know. I am. I am holding strong. I am hoping that, you know, it's like the strike is kind of crazy, you know, because it's like I'm in the Screen Actors Guild. And, you know, it's I think people there's like a miss, you know, miss like conception that we're trying to get like George Clooney more money. And it's like, no, it's just for like I'm like a working I'm like a working class person. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be able to make you know, a thousand dollars a day when I book a role instead of never having that as an option. So. Yeah. I, or not get a, a check for uh, two cents. I've had one. But- I have one. I think I actually literally have one in here somewhere where it's like, I have check a check for three pennies. It's like, it costs more to print this check. Yeah. This. That's the kind I'd frame just for humor purposes and have it up on a wall and be like, uh, occasionally, <laughs> If I have cash on me, whoever I'm with, I pull out whatever dollar amount I have. And I'll be like, you ever seen one of these? And (laughs) rarely is it a hundred, but I did it with a $10 bill to my father-in-law recently. (laughs) It's just (laughs) funny to be pretentious about a $10 bill, you know? Yeah. It's not a great bit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like, I like that idea of, you know, signing my check for three cents over to my parents um, to help them. Um, yeah. to help them cover their portion of my college debt <laughs> here yeah. I, th- guys it's paying off okay <laughs> now what uh what are what are the rules because you said you can't talk about stuff what are uh, you currently you guys are on strike what are the what do they say you can't do you can't do anything so basically the strike is against from what i understand it's against the networks so mm-hmm. we can't do anything to promote a network anything um in in conjunction with, but I'm still able to do, I can do all my own personal appearance stuff, all my own stand up. I can do, I can do commercials still. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing commercial auditions and stuff like that, but you just can't do anything. No auditions, no roles, no promotion and mm-hmm. no, um, and you're kind of, you know, we're supposed to be picketing, which I haven't gone yet, but I am going to go hopefully next mm-hmm. week. I got to squeeze it into the schedule, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, you know, cause it's like, wh- what's the whole point of being an actor if you can't be dramatic at a time like this? <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to go in there and just re- tell my monologue, mm-hmm. you know, please bring a lantern and hold it up. <laughs> yeah. and... Yes. <laughs> Here, <yay. laughs> um, a, g- a girl came up to me in a nightclub and asked if I wanted to go back to hers for a cup of coffee or a blowjob. I like that. Those are the two. <laughs> Uh, was, was, uh, I was so flummoxed. The first thing that came out of my mouth was what sort of coffee do you have? (laughs) I don't even like coffee. Wow. That did he say what he did? He, he didn't elaborate further on this, but I I just like, Hey, coffee or a blowjob. It's that's like, Hey, do you want to come back for a hamburger or butt stuff? (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of that old, um, that old Eddie Izzard bit, cake or death, cake mm-hmm. or death, uh, death, no cake, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The two, the two options. And, uh, that, that's the kind of woman that I'd probably be a little reticent to go with because if your opening line is a blowjob, yeah, like, how, like, how many, how many people yeah. in here did you say that to, you know? Right, 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 right. Uh, but it's also like, yeah, the, the choice of coffee as an option is really interesting because it's like, well, let's either have sex or we could like maybe talk about a small business, get a creative project going, kind of do like, like a little picking your brain kind of yeah. thing, which and is may- the opposite. Maybe you took coffee when you got in and then you're like, how about that blow Jay? And she's like, no, I gave <laughs> you out. options. We're out. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh. How do you drink your coffee? Friend? I don't drink coffee. Really? Okay. But oh I take blowjobs. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I wish I like opposite. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I wish I like coffee because it's everywhere. It's one of those things that I I wish I liked because everybody likes it. Yeah. And it's available everywhere. 
I wish I didn't like it. I mean, it's it's my drug of choice. It's the mm-hmm. one thing like I kind of don't I, I'll have like a glass of wine or something every now and then. You know, I like to have that. But like coffee is oh, my gosh. But it's such a it is such a drug in a way where you're like, mm-hmm. I've had too much. Now now comes the dark spiral <laughs> you yeah. know, just running around, spinning out. I don't so. drink coffee, but I do uh, like energy drinks for that. Oh, that buzz to get the oh, buzz. Yeah. Okay. The, not the jitters, but I like the uh, a, a pet will get the zoomies and run around. Yes. You know, I oh, like I like that because I there was a thing recently. Logan Paul, the YouTube guy, mm-hmm. has an energy drink and it was like being investigated because it has for one Logan Paul energy drink. It has two Red Bulls per wow. per drink. And the, the story is, hey, just be aware that this is what this is. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to have one of those. <laughs> That's yes. not good. You shouldn't do that. But I'm yes. like, I kind of want that Zoom, you know? Oh, my gosh. No, it's it's incredible. You're like, I just did so much laundry. I called mm-hmm. everyone I've ever known. I But, you know, zero creative work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. The, the, that limitless drug. That if you've seen the movie Limitless mm-hmm. with Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper. Or I'm sure, I'm sure real adults will just be like, just take some Adderall, which I haven't yes. done. But I'm like. Uh, yeah, I took it. I took it years ago. I remember I just took it one time working on a packet for like a writing submission, took mm-hmm. it thinking like, oh, my God, like this, you know, and like just typing away like, oh, my God, like my writing is like so amazing. And then you read back and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, shit? just utter yeah. garbage. But I felt amazing writing it. And you're like, oh, that's what that's what drugs are. Yeah, <laughs> that's what a drug is. Okay. Maybe maybe I, I need to get the garbage out. I need to get to 80 pages on a screenplay. And then I I it was it's what is the who is the author that said, write drunk, edit sober. And I don't think he even said that it was the guy that killed himself. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say maybe Stephen King because he had a bad amphetamine problem. I, I it's he's a fascinating thing where it's like I don't do drugs really at all, mm-hmm. but it's like I can't. I can't imagine like, let me get a six pack and do some pills and then <gasps> write. Oh my God. Like no, that's, I that's know. how you know you're a good writer when you're like, I'm, I'm fucked up, but let me go ahead and get my pages in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I see like comics will um smoke pot before they perform. I'm like, never in my life. Yeah. Never. I can't imagine going up and being like, so do you guys hate me? Does everyone here <laughs> If you hate me. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that uh that Mike Birbiglia thing is like nobody wants to hang out with the guy who every 10 minutes is like, do you guys hate me? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Ernest Hemingway. The, uh, the Oh, yes. He had a bad alcoholism problem. Yeah, I remember that. And that's he the loved- thing is, I don't even know. I heard he said that, but then I heard somebody else said that. So I don't know if that's true. I'm just uh, disseminating misinformation as we do. here. On the <laughs> I think it was trip. Sylvia Plath. I think it was Sylvia Plath who said it. OK. <laughs> uh, well, I know Carlin. There's I w- I'm a huge fan of George Carlin, as most yeah. people. I'm, that's not unique to me, but he he I think it was an interview with John Stewart. And he's like, I don't really mm-hmm. smoke pot. But when I write, I always keep a joint behind my ear and I'll I'll uh, he, he <laughs> yeah. mimes typing out. Yeah. And then he's like, then I go back and he's he's like, it's a crock pot. You let it sit. And, you know, your subconscious does a lot of the work. But that's uh, true, I think, actually. Yeah, because yeah. really, when I write a thing, is it like a hundred percent there? But it kind of sits in my brain, and and I think about it, and then it comes out how it should. But rarely do I the first take is is what it should be. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating, huh? And then sometimes you try to force it, and it's mm-hmm. just crap. You just end up with crap. You're like, why? Why won't it happen? And then two mm-hmm. days later, you're like, ah. Yeah, it's again. You have to get the garbage out on the Adderall and then come back on it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> let, let's do a couple more confessions. Okay. Me and a mate went to buy some weed here. That's fitting. Uh, <laughs> when the dealer turned up, he gave us a bag of the bud of the buds. Uh, he gave us a bag, but the buds looked different. He said it was a, a new import from the dam. I don't. That's a that's a UK Must thing. Amsterdam. Uh, it was leaves from a bush. I guess it was Amsterdam. That's probably right. It was leaves from a bush. <laughs> Paid 20 euros for a bag of park bush leaves. A confession. <laughs> we still smoked it. So there you go. 
Oh my gosh. I remember that when I was in like high school, just we would um, put oregano in a bag and we mm -hmm. never really were able to sell it, but we were just kind of carrying it around. Like this is cool. You know, yeah. we have weed. Yeah. you It falls out of your math book. Oops. Yeah. I dropped oh, my no. weed. <laughs> yeah. This is spicy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why does your weed smell like pizza? <laughs> because uh, it's, it's a special blend from the dam. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Hilarious. Oh I, no. He said he paid 20 pounds. What is that? Like 40 bucks? Is that uh, a lot? Yeah. I, I, maybe I could I do that. not really for weed. That's for like an eighth. I don't even I, know what. I, I'm out. I don't, I don't, you could say it costs a hundred dollars for a joint. And I know that's wrong, but I'd rather be like, yeah, yeah, we'll take two. You know, like, yeah, I'm the same. I haven't, I haven't bought, well, I, every now and then I do get like the little edibles. I like to take the little mints that mm -hmm. they're like such a low dose. You can't really even, it, nothing happens, but I like the taste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, myself. The, it's like you're at the Olive Garden. They give you the Andes mints and. <laughs> oh, it just feels like luxury. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 20, $25. Uh, here's the, the exchange rate pounds. Wow. So I don't 25 think that that's bones. A... That's not that much. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect to get real weed for that. No. Have you have you ever been having a been bamboozled by transaction drugs or no? Um oh gosh. I don't think so. I don't nothing is coming to mind to No wish.com transactions where you're like there, there's stories of <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it was a big uh, big whatever in it, and it comes and it's the pictures on a mug. It was like supposed <laughs> to be this huge thing, yeah. but then you get it, and it's like, yeah, technically it's it. It was the picture, but it's on a mug or whatever, you know. My God, yeah, my vacation. You just get like <laughs> your vacation package. It's like some sunscreen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm pretty careful about getting stuff on the internet. I will okay. say, yeah. But I'm gonna let you know if something comes to me. I'm gonna let it see sit in the subconscious. Maybe something will pop out. Yeah, to let it stew like George Carlin. Uh, I do save a really bad Facebook marketplace postings because I uh, love I just love to see what kind of like somebody was selling uh, beehives old <laughs> beehives. Oh, great. And I saved it because they were kind of expensive. But I, I'm like, I don't. Is that a thing that people buy? Right. You, or is this guy just, hey, I found these. Maybe somebody will want them. But I didn't. I don't know if there's some kind of market for old beehives. Old beehives. I think it would that would be cool though to just be like, and this is my beehive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just have it as a conversation piece in the home. Like a yeah, it wouldn't like you people selling rocks or whatever. Or it's like it's gotta be a cool rock, but even I'm like, it's still a rock. I mean the pet rock oh, wait. was a thing, you know. Yes. No, wait. Uh, something's come to me. I did get bamboozled. I studied in Russia. I went on a trip to Russia with my college mm -hmm. and, you know, Russia, they're famous for like Amber. So I yeah. bought this piece of Amber at a street market and I have it. It's around here somewhere. It's huge. And, um, I was showing it to my friend and I'm, I'm like, she's like, it feels like plastic. And I was like, huh? I remember when I bought it, I asked the woman how much it was. And um, I said, how about I'll give you $30? And I remember her laughing. And that's when I realized that it probably is plastic. Because why <laughs> yeah. would why would it be a real piece of amber that I got for $30? It's a huge chunk. It feels and looks like plastic. But I need to test it. There's a way that you can test it. And I haven't done it yet. Now, if so, so that uh, realistically, that chunk that you have, what would be the real price you think? Do you know offhand? I think it would probably be, I mean, it's like this big, it's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. It would be way more than $30. Yeah. But sometimes yes. the the deal is too good. Too good. It's... And the and the lady also laughed in my face. I was like, hmm, maybe she, I thought maybe she was laughing because I was bargaining her down. Yeah. Oh, those Americans, <laughs> was... they know how to really craft the deal. Yeah. This teenage girl, she's got me against a wall. So now do you know what the, it is? Do you know what the price was? originally or did you just haggle what you just threw out a number I did a little haggling yeah i did a little haggling i think maybe she had said it was like it was like 45 dollars or something and i said 30 okay which is yeah probably so the then only russian that i knew she probably paid five for it and then <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of those you gotta haggle it's like yeah. hank hill paying sticker price for every car he's ever owned and then finding <laughs> out that's a bad idea yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so now i have it but now i have to try to sell it 
for, you know, if I can turn a profit on it, mm-hmm. then it will not have been a loss. I just need to scam someone else. I That's what it's like. If I, if I know I got scammed, then I'm like, I know I can't in good conscience scam somebody else. Yeah. You know, it's like, I got a yeah. dud, but now how, how long is this dud cycle going to continue? You know? Right. Right. I know. So, but it's like, ah, whatever, I guess they can keep it. Keep my 30 bucks, Russia. I'll give you 35 for it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you for free. I no, I, I insist on paying the shipping. Uh, <laughs> uh, last one, and then we'll we'll step out of the confession booth here. I wet the bed sometimes, and my dream is me going for a piss in a toilet. I'm 38 years old, and every now and then I have to stop my wee to make sure I'm not asleep. Hmm. Wow. That's how that's... I can tell when I got it. Sometimes I wake up and I got to pee, but I don't want to get up. But then then I'll start to have the pee dreams and I know my body's about I'm about to pee. So I got to get up and it's been a long time, probably since I wet the bed, probably eight days, nine days. <laughs> and But it's since I wet the bed. But I can tell if I start to have pee dreams that I hey, I got to get up to pee. Uh, yeah, I've never I don't know that I've had that many pee dreams, but I will. I mean, I will wake up if there's any hint of pee in my bladder because mm-hmm. it is sensitive and tiny. So I will. My eyes will just pop open at the at a, at a drip. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how I know I, I'm not even that old, but I know I'm getting older. I'm like, I used to be able to sleep through all this. And now that's starting yeah. to sound like old man Terhune over here. <laughs> we used I to know. back in the yeah. day i i three days before i had to take a piss but uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah i know i think part of it is like when you get to your 30s you're like oh i need to stay hydrated because that feels better it feels better than um like i remember in my 20s i'd be like i haven't had a drink today yeah i don't think i've had a sip of water this whole day i had a juice box in the morning mm-hmm. and then nary uh mm-hmm. nary a sip yeah, and then then I'll be tired, and I'm like, maybe I I drank a bunch of water. I guess I'm just tired, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, in my brain, I can't fathom that I can't fix that. I've had eight Logan Paul energy drinks and, <laughs> and a bunch of water, yeah. and the, nah, I yeah. guess I guess I should have slept more. Who who would have thought yeah. you'd be less tired? Yeah. I know. Um, uh. Let's let's wrap up on there, Katie. You have a your YouTube special. You're on tour, and what is your website again? It's katiehannigan.com. And also my Instagram is at katiehannigan forever. 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 Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check out uh, her on uh, once the strike is over on a show that we, <laughs> that yeah, we're not going to talk we, about. We shall not name it. Yeah. And then uh, your, your YouTube special and you're going to be here in Indianapolis. This will be out before your shows. And uh, you yes. said it's, it's, uh, pro- it's probably sold out which is great, yeah. but then you might release some more. So if you want to come check out Katie here in Indianapolis, uh, look at her social media and just give her a follow there anyway. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Brent. You're so hilarious and you're amazing and you're so gracious to have me on. So thank oh. you. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy your work as well. And you are absolved of your sins, Katie. <laughs> thank yeah. you. It's the-